This podcast is not canon. It is not endorsed by Lucasfilm, The Story Group, Disney, Delray, Fantasy Flight, West End Games, or anyone else with actual stakes in Star Wars. Again, this podcast is not canon. Welcome to Of Dice and Droids, a Star Wars tabletop podcast brought to you by the Tashi Station Network. Join Brian, Nancy, Rocky, Sho, Saf, Jay, and Game Master Tom in their original campaign, The End of All Things. Episode 6, Hungry Like the Wolf, begins now. Welcome back to Of Dice and Droids. We are here with the Merc team this time. Quickly, we'll go around the horn, uh, who you are and who you're playing. Jay? Hi, I'm Jay, and I'm playing Percival. He's delightful. Y- yes, he is. Show? Hey, I'm Show. I'm playing Shoto, the Togruta who does not agree with Jay's opinion of Percival. <laughs> and Saf? I am playing Jinchana, who is a Pantoran actress. All right, and with that, I'm turning things over to Game Master Tom. I'll see you guys on the other side. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Uh, evening, everybody. hope everyone's doing good. Uh, this is ex- episode six, which uh, you missed earlier, is titled Hungry Like the Wolf, continuing our awesome theme of uh, 80s rock songs um, as episode titles. Uh, we are going to jump back into gaming in just a second, but before we do that, we're going to do the same thing that we do before every new episode of, of Dice and Droids, which is I am going to query the players as to what they were doing the last time we played, if for no other reason, so that everyone remembers what game we're playing. Uh, so we're going to start with Jay. Percival, can you tell me what happened in the last, like, five minutes uh, when last we left the, uh, the Merc team? Yeah, we were we went into some the hidden room of the Celestin contact that we were looking for in the bathhouse we spent a really long time in and he was chastising us for being really stupid and then there were like explosions and attacks and I think Black Sun hates us or something. Okay, that sounds good. Show, do you have any other details to add to uh Jay's uh explanation? We should never, ever, ever listen to Percival's ideas ever again. Okay, also, apparently, um, uh, apparently, Sunny Windwalker is not a gr- great name to just bring up in casual conversation. <laughs> Duly noted. Okay, and Saf, can you just say very broadly and very uh, briefly, what's kind of the what's the larger uh, objective here for your team? What what what's the the primary goal that you are trying to accomplish, but seem to derail yourselves from accomplishing at literally every turn? We're trying to get into that party at Java's Palace. Is that it? 
Yes. Why are you trying to get into a party at Jabba's Palace? There's a thing there that we want information on, right? We just want to dance, honestly. <laughs> there is a thing. Is there like an auction or something and we have to figure out the, the thing? Or is that from a Star Wars book that I'm remembering? No, that's <laughs> actually correct. <laughs> okay, because no, that is also from a Star Wars book that I love, so... <laughs> is that Annihilation you're talking about? Yeah, I am. I am. Huh. There we go. Uh, yeah, we we actually talked about this as sidetrack, but we talked about this yesterday on the podcast. The plot of our current game does not actually have any bearing on the plot of uh, the Old Republic Annihilation, despite the fact that they are eerily similar. Um, that was uh, mere happenstance. Um, it is helping me remember things, so I'm happy for that. Cool. Um, so yes, you guys are trying to ultimately infiltrate a party at Jabba's palace because you're trying to uncover... Um, heretofore secret information about whatever product the Huts are actually going to be auctioning off that your or the organization you're working for, the Myteranor group, is trying to purchase. Um, and you guys have been sent in as the the sort of, in, in their minds, you're the uh, insurance policy trying to find out what's really being auctioned off before the auction and, you know, perhaps, you know, help ensure that Myteranor comes away uh, as the new proprietors and owners of whatever it happens to be that's being auctioned. So, here we go. You guys are um, in the room in the bathhouse. You guys have barricaded it shut. Percival has done his uh, very best to push a rather large piece of furniture in front of the door. There have been several explosions. Um, a couple of them uh, actually sound like they are in very close proximity to the door and to your room. Um, the three of you are in this room along with Rian Rand, the Sullustin, who's kind of your point of contact and a, a member of the Materanor group, um, and his old uh, red proto um, astromech droid. Um, and when last we left uh, Sho and Saf, you guys were attempting to uh, pry the drain off the bottom of the bath because it seemed like the only way for you to get out of there. And so we continue... Mid scene. All right. So you guys have just heard a second explosion. Um, the door and the furniture, sort of holding the door in place, have actually bowed and moved a little bit at the, um, based on the the concussion from that from that second explosion. So whatever's going on outside is getting much closer to you, with every passing moment. Percival, you are officially prohibited from ever giving any suggestion about plans ever again. But that's it. I had no follow-up. Oh. <laughs> wow, good, good argument there, buddy. I'm a little stressed out right now. I'm hearing explosions, and I'm not used to that. You know, after this, you're gonna have to pay for a new manicure for me because this is gonna ruin my nails. <clears throat> uh, meanwhile, as you guys are. Um, bickering and arguing with each other. Uh, Rian Ran is um, feeding some sort of message to his droid and is uh, very quickly trying to like pack up and or um, put away all of the items that he had kind of spread around the room. He had a bunch of like tech and he had a couple other, like all this other equipment that's been spread around this bathhouse room that he is very quickly trying to like pack up so that he can either make an escape with it or sabotage it or just not leave it around. He doesn't seem keen on leaving any of it lying around. Hey, what kind um, of waterproofing did you use on that tech there, Rand? 
why don't you uh, work a little faster on getting rid of that, getting that drain open so we can get out of here? He's fine. Wow, sassy. Uh, he also, um, if you remember, indicated to his droid that he should, or the droid should, prep self-destruct mode um, just uh, when, we, when we were last together. Just as a reminder. Uh, yep. Yeah. Percival, come over here and help with this. Okay, but I'm not sure what you expect to do. I've never, you know, done any work in my life. Exactly. So are you trying who are you guys are trying to pry the drain off? Um, who is attempting who wants to attempt to do that? I I will, I guess. Okay. That seems like uh, a bad idea. Um <laughs> someone wants to help her? Oh, what have I done? Yes, I'm helping her. Okay. Uh so Seth, you are uh, this is more or less a straight up brawn check. Let's see. Uh, let's see. You are going to make a check here with two green dice and one yellow die. And okay. you're going to be opposed by three purple dice. Okay. Okay. Then I roll? Go for it. Okay. Um, okay. yep. Can I can I make some sort of like inspiring speech that helps them break it open better? Um, I'm pretty sure we would just punch you. <laughs> okay. You can make an inspiring speech. Go for it. You know, heave, heave, heave with panache, heave with glory. You know, you are the greatest heavers that I've ever seen. The greatest heavers. Uh, let's see if that actually helps them. <laughs> no, it does not. They are <laughs> thoroughly nonplussed by your uh, your exaltations of their heaving abilities. Um, Funny, I thought I I'm usually do better at making people heave. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Saf, you are able to uh, loosen the drain such that you have like started to pull it up. It's kind of imagine a drain that is kind of held in place, kind of on each corner, and you've kind of just broken two of the corners on it so that you could like lift it up. However. As you do that, you are thrown backwards as this um, kind of large tentacle comes up through the drain and it knocks you backwards like five feet away from the drain. And there is this now this kind of brownish tentacle that is kind of writhing its way about half, you know, like a few feet out from the drain and it's now like flirling, uh, flailing around trying to either hit or grab at each of you. New plan. I have a feeling we're not going down there. Wow, this is one of those kind of bathhouses. New plan. Percival, move the furniture back. 
Where do you want it, Your Highness? Somewhere where we can run out the door. Alright, I guess I'm going to grab the furniture and then yank it to the side of the door or some other way out of the way. Okay. Um, it's actually rather large and heavy, so you're probably going to need some assistance. Um, meanwhile, uh, Jinchana, for getting kind of thrown backwards, you're going to take, you're going to suffer one strain. Oh, um, no. Okay, I'm going to um, uh, try to shock the tentacle with my gloves. Oh, okay. Um, so... All right, so you're gonna shock. You're gonna try to shock the tentacle. Uh, Percival, you are gonna try to move the furniture. At the moment, uh, there's no one to help you, so you, you're gonna have to make this check kind of on your own. All right. Um, uh, and this is just gonna be straight up two green dice uh, versus uh, two purple dice. All right. So I'm making this effort. I'm pushing as hard as I can, and I'm also exhorting my heaving abilities, saying that I can heave much better than these aliens. And so I heave. Wow. And there we go. We have three successes and an advantage and two window things. So you end up with uh, three successes and a threat. Um, interesting. Okay. <laughs> um... So you uh, are able to shove what looks like it was like an, an armoire or some sort of like dresser uh, cabinet that probably was holding like extra towels or somewhere that if you were using this bathhouse room you put your you know you could put clothes or valuables or whatever you're able to kind of shove that other way um, but as soon as you do a couple of blaster bolts hit the door and because there's now nothing holding the door back the door splinters a bit and the blaster bolts go firing into the room and like bounce off the walls of the um, bounce off the walls of the the bathhouse room that you guys are all in um, they narrowly miss uh, miss Percival in fact were he wearing a hat which he is not because he couldn't buy one at the haberdashery were he wearing a hat it would have probably been destroyed by the blaster bolts oh my god Oh uh, so it's like a bad idea. <laughs> the door is now splintering, and it's definitely broken near the top. Um, you can hear shouting and all sorts of commotion somewhere outside, and there is this large brown tentacle that is flying about. Meanwhile, uh, Rian Ran has pulled out his blaster and is apparent is like trying to get a bead on the flailing tentacle, and looks like he's going to try to shoot it. But before he does, um, show you um, can try to make a uh, an attack against it. Um, and to do that, you are just going to try to grab it with your shot glove? Are you trying to punch it? What are you, what are you trying to do here? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll try to punch it with my shot glove. Okay, you want to punch it. Uh, we can do that. Punching, Punching's doable. Uh, you are going to make a... You're going to make... Your dice pool is one yellow die and one green die. And you are going to face off against two purple die and one black die. There's a bit of a... Um, you're at a slight disadvantage because of the, the amount of movement. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a little bit... It's not a stationary target. 
Okay. Um, dang. I got two successes, two failures, and two threats. Okay, so you fail. Um, so you miss, you lunge forward attempting to uh, punch the, the tentacled monster, uh, and you miss. Um, and you kind of stumble forward, and it lashes out and actually grabs you and slams you to the ground, and the tentacle has now wrapped itself around your leg um, and kind of has you. Um, you are going to suffer... I think it's going to be two, uh, but let's see here. Uh, you are going to suffer... Actually, you're only going to suffer one strain, so you're you're okay. It's not that bad. But you are now uh, basically grappled. Um, and you got um, Jin and Percival. You actually watch as Sho is starting to be kind of dragged about the bathhouse room uh, as the tentacle continues to like kind of move and flail itself, having now latched onto her. And she's kind of sliding around the room back and forth, um, and, uh, like, kind of knocking into some of the equipment, um, and she's just kind of being pulled around the room by this, this tentacled beast. Percival, I blame you for this! Can you, uh, still grab it since it's grabbed you? Can you, like, shock it? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm, I am trying, I am attempting to grab it and shock it with my gloves. Okay, you want to grab it and shock it again? Sure. Um, so your dice pool this time is going to be a yellow and a green, and you're only going to be against one purple die and one black die. It's slightly easier since you are literally so close to this thing, but again, you're still being flailed around, so a little bit difficult for you to... Everything cancels each other out. A failure, a success, a threat, and an advantage. A failure, a success, a threat, and an advantage. So nothing happens? So nothing happens. You you attempt to kind of like get, you know, to, to twist your body in such a way so that you can like make contact with it again, but it jerks at the last moment and you just, like, you miss, and so it's just dragging you around. Um, meanwhile, Ran Ran is still, despite the fact that Sho is uh, ensnared by this beast and being dragged around, Ran Ran is still trying to get a bead on shooting this thing, despite the fact that Sho is clearly in his line of fire. He does not seem worried about that at all. Can I uh, yell at him? You can do any number of things, including yelling at him. Uh, meanwhile, from outside, you're hearing the sounds of blaster fire uh, and, like, kind of c commotion getting closer and closer to the door, which has taken several more pot shots from, like, stray blaster bolts that have kind of just careened into it and caused parts of it to, like, splinter or be scored and scorched by the, uh, by the blaster bolts. Um, can we, like buy us some time by sending the exploding droid out in the hallway where all the bad people are? That's a surprisingly I... good idea. 
<laughs> it's not your droid, but it's certainly something you could try to do. Do it! Do it! It's not my droid, but it's about to explode, so I don't think it'll object. It, I don't think it cares where it explodes, does it? I'm allergic to exploding. Do it! <laughs> All right. Uh, so, hello, dro- droid. Go, go outside. I don't know if it'll obey me. I might have to shove it if it doesn't. Uh, the droid, which is kind of on the other side of the room from the door and from Percival, who's nearest to the door, uh, just is looking at Percival, at the, but doesn't uh, doesn't seem to comply with the order. Okay. What kind of droid is it? Uh, it is a older model astromech. Uh, let me see. The exact type, if you are uh, interested in that, is... Uh, it's an R5 unit. So it has wheels, so can I just, like, go to the droid, go behind it, and sort of just, like, sort of push it, roll it across the door, and then just, like, like, you know, push it through the splinter door, I mean, and just, like, into the hallway? Uh, Pretty sure, sure Percival would get shot, then. I mean, I can hide, um, be- I can hide behind the droid, because it's, like, a, an, you know... It's going to explode, Percival! <laughs> Well, I'm not very experienced with these things. Um, Rianne, can you make your droid go out in the hallway and blow up all the people out there? Uh, what? Yeah, the, this droid is not like a walking thermal detonator. I only said it to self-destruct in case they capture the droid. I'm not really too inclined to have my droid just be blown up for the sake of you three. I mean, or you I could mean, just be shot by these guys. We might just die otherwise. Ryan, I swear! Um, so Ryan is lining up his blaster shot and is actually going to fire a blaster bolt at this creature. Um, and let me see I'm going to guess that I'm too distracted to notice this. Well, I mean, you notice him doing it. I mean, he's right in front of you as this Rianne, is happening. you better be a good shot or I'm going to slap you if you hit my friend. I suppose I would be displeased too. You suppose. <laughs> so he fires and misses. He also misses show. Um, both of his one of his blaster bolts goes into the door. The other blaster bolt hits his droid. Oh my god. Um, and causes the droid like it scorches off the side of the the side of the droid and the droid like shakes a bunch and you can actually start to see like sparks and bit coming off the side of it. The droid seems like it's still active, but it definitely took like a really solid hit from a, a glancing blaster bolt. Rian! I just look him right in the eyes, just like a diss stare right in his eyes. Rian, send that droid out now. Like, you don't you don't understand this droid is important. I need it in order to It's about to, uh, to explode. No. Uh does one of you want to make like a uh conv- you know a persuasion check or something? I feel bad. I feel, I feel bad about killing his droid. I don't. Well then you can do it, Percival. All right. All right. Then Percival, you can be the one to to make the check. Rand You've, you're the one that told us that Sonny Windwalker is someone that we don't want to cross. If we don't send this droid out there, we will be having a visit with Sonny Windwalker. 
I highly doubt that. Also, if Sonny Windwalker, ex- excuse me, when Sonny Windwalker finds out what you've been doing with Sonny Win, the name Sonny Windwalker, you are in way more trouble than I could ever be just for being in the same room as you. I thought I made it up. It's not um, my fault. Unless she finds out that you're the one that sent us here. How I'm not saying that I tell her, Windwalker? but you know, it might slip out. How do you know Sonny Windwalker's a she? I don't know that that's, that's the most relevant part of this discussion. If you want to have a philosophical debate, we can go ahead and do so on your spare time. Please don't. You don't have time for that. <laughs> All right. So are there you are any, like... Are there what? Sorry. Are there any, like, poles or something around that I can pick up and whack the tentacle with? Uh, poles. Uh, what, what kind of pole? What do you mean? Well, like a uh, long stick. I don't know. Just something that I would, like, see, and I would be like, that could be a weapon, and then I could use it. Um, let me take a look here. Uh, while I am investigating the further contents of this room, uh, Jay, you're going to be making a, um, I'm going to call it a coercion check. Okay. Uh, and because you are super good at talking, um, right. get to... You get to actually sort of reduce the difficulty of the situation. Um, so you can make your check, which is going to be two green dice, and it's only against uh, two purple dice. All right. We're rolling. Oh, my. Well, that didn't. So we have uh, four failures, one success, and one advantage. So your net is you have one failure and one advantage. Uh, so you... Uh, so what, is that, what does that look like to you, Percival? How would you interpret that? So I think that he's not convinced, but he's sort of thoughtful about the idea of maybe doing something to uh, to get themselves out of there, maybe sacrificing some of his equipment or, you know, at least helping us get the heck out of there, not just, like, leaving us here. All right. That sounds about right. I, I, I would concur with that assessment. Um, so he actually puts his uh, blaster away. You actually see him, like, kind of put it back in his holster, and he <laughs> seems that... Seems to figure that that's probably not the best way to deal with um, the tentacled creature and whatever happens to be going on. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Jin, um, you look around and you find a piece of, uh, like, a long piece of splintered wood. It looks like it's from a piece of furniture or something um, that, you know, like, you know, uh, similar to like a table leg or something like that which you figure you could uh you could use to like punch or you know hit the uh the tentacle with yeah i want to thwack that tentacle okay you are going to try to thwack the tentacle yep thwack that tentacle good i'm going to thwack that tentacle can you please stop saying thwack that tentacle <laughs> 
We can rename the episode later. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, Jin, you are going to get um, a yellow die and a green die. Okay. And you are going to be um, opposing that with the two, two purple dice and one black die. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. That is... Uh, I don't know what that is. That is an advantage. Ooh. Um, I, but okay. that is not a success. Okay. So you go to swing at the tentacle... Um, and you don't connect with it as it you miss. However, um, you are able. You actually kind of hit the leg of show, and you hit the leg that the tentacle has been wrapped around, and the impact of it actually causes the the tentacle to kind of loosen and show. You kind of wriggle out and just slide to a stop as the tentacle continues to, like, wriggle around looking for you guys. I'm helpful! Uh, from outside, you hear, uh, Percival, you can actually hear that the blaster fire has stopped, and you can hear a bunch of footsteps headed in your direction. Mm, Alright. Alright. I, I adjust my hair. You adjust your hair. Okay. Adjust hair, hair so adjusted. Good. I play dead. <laughs> okay. Uh, how? Please describe them. I try to grab the tentacle and shock it so that we still have some kind of escape route. Okay. Uh, Percival, please describe the manner in which you play dead. Well, <laughs> I, I make my clothes somewhat disheveled and look, you know, poorly maintained, you know, in a way that I wouldn't be caught dead. Therefore, anyone who sees me would assume that I'm dead. Okay, are you are you going to like lie down on the ground and like <laughs> pretend to be dead, or are you just going to like ruffle your clothes and be like done? I I I look that I'm that I'm sort of impoverished and poor. But are you, are you gonna <laughs> are you gonna actually try and be dead? Percival, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't th- I don't think the ground is clean. I can't go on there. Okay. Okay. Okay, so there we go. Alright, so he's gonna just stand there with dirty clothes and he thinks that that means he's dead. Gotcha. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, show, you can uh, make uh, the same roll that you did the first time trying to grab it. Um, As in a green, a yellow, a purple, black? Yes. Okay. Okay, a success, a failure, a threat, and two advantages. Jeez, you guys are not doing well here. Uh, (laughs) So you end up with an advantage and nothing else. So um, you are able to get your hands on it for half a moment, and uh, it kind of slips right out of your grasp immediately, but you're able to send enough of a charge through the tentacle that it... um, kind of stiffens for a moment and then starts to retreat its way like back down into the drain. It's not gone completely, but it's definitely like uh, retreated a little bit as it now senses an actual threat. 
<laughs> I congratulate her on her on her glorious victory and wish her many more in the future. I ignore him. That's fair. <laughs> uh Rian Rand uh rushes forward. Uh Rian Rand rushes rushes forward with the uh uh, and looks kind of like looks a little bit down into the drain. The tentacle is kind of only just peeking out, uh, and he kind of gives uh, show like a bit of a not exactly a thumbs up, but kind of like a um, a nod of affirmation. Um, but before he can say anything, there is a knock on the broken door. Hello. And from outside, you hear somebody calling about, like, open up immediately, this is an emergency, uh, please open the door. Uh, you, you hear a frantic, kind of a, a semi-frantic voice uh, asking you to open up that there's some sort of major emergency and, and you, need to, you need to open the door um, as soon as you can. Um, Who are you? Percival, you realize that it looks like the door is slightly jammed now, that in being broken and in being bowed out a little bit by the concussion, that um, it looks like the door might actually be broken shut um, and is maybe not open, you know, it can't be open from the outside at the moment. I, I, I do not believe that this door is actually, um, philosophically speaking, um, still a door. What did you say? I said that it's, you know... The, the concept of a door, as we understand it philosophically, no longer adequately describes, you know, the thing between the thresholds and the, you know, walls. I mush my hand into Percival's face to shut him up and then walk over to the door and just, I'm like, Who, who's there? What's the emergency? Um... There's been uh, there's been a number uh, of, of issues here in the bathhouse. We, we, we are going to have to ask you. Um, I'm going to have to ask you to evacuate immediately. Please open the door. We need to assess the level of danger to you and your compatriots inside. Um, please, please, with all haste, uh, get the door open. Um, this is a very real emergency. I would like to do Who are you? Uh, I'm sorry, wait. Uh, show, what, what did you say? I would like to do a perception check. Okay, so um, That's uh, Jen, we're gonna we're gonna hold we're gonna hold you just for a second. Your your question. Um, okay. So show uh, a perception check for you will be a yellow, two greens versus um, two purple. Okay, let's see how badly I messed this up. Okay, I got two advantages, a success, a failure, a threat, and then a shiny lightsaber. Okay, that's a triumph. Okay, a triumph. So two successes, a f an, uh, an advantage. No, no, no. Two advantages and a success. So I two end up advantages. With okay, so one you end up one advantage and one triumph. Okay, well, luckily for you, triumphs count as successes. So despite the fact that your your other success is canceled out by the failure, you end up with a net success and a net advantage here. Um, you can tell that the person who is talking, um, I'm also going to allow you then to apply a boost die, which is one of the um, 
the very light blue colored dice, to the next um, active character check of your choice. You just have to tell me that you want it added to that check when the time comes. It could be yours or it could be one of your associates. Anyway, um, you can tell that the person who's talking is extremely afraid, that there is real fear and anxiety in their voice. Can uh, I tell how sincere they sound? Um, their fear? You would guess that they are like that they are actually concerned that they do they do believe that there is some sort of major emergency at the moment. You you they the whoever's talking seems to believe that believe that wholeheartedly. Well, they certainly sound afraid for real. I don't say that very loud. I say that kind of quietly so that they can't hear me. Perhaps they're the local authorities or staff or something. Probably staff. Uh, so, Jim, based on this information, what would you like to do? I would like to ask for their credentials. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I ask again who they are. <laughs> are, they, are they staff? Okay, so you ask who they are. Yes, um, I am one of the proprietors here of the of the bathhouse, please again, please open the door. Did you know you have tentacles in your drains? <laughs> if you're a proprietor, do you have the keys to the doors? There is no response from the other side to either of those inquiries. <laughs> um, so wait, can we open the door from the inside or is it just, or is it completely jammed? Um... It, you probably you think you probably could open the door from this side if you pushed it enough. You could probably do it. All right. So, who wants to take the chances in the drain with the unknown monster? I All reach the for the door handle. You reach for the door handle. I reach for the door handle. Is anyone going to stop me? Is Rian reacting at all? Uh, Rian, Rian is actually just kind of sitting back and watching you. Oh. <laughs> He's like, how bad can this get? Uh, okay. He doesn't seem to be taking an active... Uh, he doesn't really seem to be taking an active role in telling you what to do. I hold okay. my hand I, up for his blaster. Has it I hold my stick up. Has it occurred to either of you that maybe this guy is, like, the other bad guys are still there and they're just threatening him unless he opens the door? Yes. I give Percival just a very blank look. Like, obviously, we thought of this. Well, it just occurred to me, so I didn't know that if it just occurred to you, too. Okay, I, I go back to the drain and try to, once again, shock the tentacle. I open the door very slightly after she does that. You open the door very slightly and you go try to shock the tentacle. Okay. Yeah. Um, make <laughs> another roll. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. Simultaneous. That that's good. Um, 
So show, make the exact same roll that you were making before, but actually now remove the black die because since you're more or less reaching into the drain, there's a little there's less room for the tentacle to be like wiggling around to be avoiding you. Okay, so purple, green, yellow. Purple, green, yellow. Oh lord. An advantage, two successes, and two threats. Okay, well, uh, so you succeed in reaching down and uh, and grasping the tentacle, and you send like a full-powered charge from your glove into it, and then the tentacle gets super stiff for a moment, and it's like almost basically straight up and down the in the air, and then the tentacle, and you actually from below hear this weird... Uh, sort of unnatural screech, the tentacle very quickly just like retracts and disappears down into the sort of darkness of the drain. Uh, meanwhile, Jin is going to open the door slightly. Uh, Percival, you are in the possession of a um, you are in the possession of a blaster. Are you brandishing this blaster? Yeah, well, I, d I didn't remember if I had the blaster on me. So, yes, since I have the blaster, um, I would, you know, hold the blaster and, and sort of try to sight it along the direction I think the door is opening, but, like, not stand, like, straight in the path of the door. Understood. Understood. Percival, safety goes off. Thank you. I, I, I turn the safety off. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Jin, you begin to open the door. How how much would you like to open the door or try to like, open the door? Enough that I can kind of see out, but not okay. too much. Okay. Um, so you pull on the door, and it takes a little bit of doing. Um, and there's definitely some like weird, you know, sounds as you're pulling on the door, as if you know parts of the hinge or the door itself are sort of creaking against parts of the frame and the wall and everything. Um, but you're able to slide it open about, you know, just enough that you could reach through with the, like, table leg that you have um, and poke some with it, with it or hit them with it. Um, and on the other side of the door, at least in this kind of small area that you can see, um, you see a... Um, very well dressed, um, very well dressed uh, human, uh, who looks like he's wearing some sort of very formal uniform, uh, and he's standing on the other side of the door. He has a a semi, a pretty worried look on his face. And as soon as the door opens, even just the smallest bit, you could see him kind of craning his neck and like moving his head a bit, trying to get the best angle to actually see inside at what's going on. Okay, I I just look at him through the door. Okay, you look at him. Confirmed. <laughs> this would be a good time to flirt. I wink at him. <laughs> he uh he kind of looks at you with a weird look, like he's not quite sure that he saw what he thinks he did, and then he looks to you. See him look. Uh, momentarily to his left and then back to you. I slam the door. Okay, you slam the door. 
The door is so slammed. Open the door, wink, and then slam the door. Seems like (laughs) solid move. All right, Um, you have happens to me all the time. Okay, well (laughs) I open the. I try to fully open the grate. Okay. Um, Does she do a great job? Oh, God. Okay. I should penalize you so badly for that. You're, you're, no. you're, I'm banishing you to the East Coast. It's just, no. Um, so the grate has been damaged enough by both uh, you guys previously trying to pull it up and also the, the creature kind of flailing around that you're able to tear the rest of the drain off without any other assistance or effort. Uh, the drain is wide enough now that it looks like any of you could kind of slip down the drain like and actually like head down in through the drainage. Um, it is not wide enough for the astromech droid. Huh. All right. Is Jay close from- enough for me to push him down? Hmm? Is Jay close enough for me to push him down the drain? No, he is not. Uh, meanwhile, from outside, you hear renewed cries from presumably the same individual for you to open the door and that there's a serious emergency and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Shut up. I don't what care. What is the nature of this emergency, citizen? Citizen. Um, at at you calling that out, the tenor of the voice changes ever so slightly to a kind of more um, authoritative tone and says, who's that speaking? Identify yourself immediately. Don't don't say anything. I look at Percival and go, uh, and like sort of uh, nod my head towards the drain. Go... Check out the drain. I'll knock a few credits off your debt. Speak quickly. Who's in there? Uh, Nobody. This is becoming, it sounds like a little more agitated. Uh, Be right there, I say, as I shuffle away uh, and go towards the drain. Okay. Um, The drain is more or less a straight drop downward into darkness. Oh. Um, can we drop a light down there first? Do I any of you Rian. have a light? I look at Rian oh. and, raise my eye- and raise my brows. Um, my eyebrow equivalents. My eye markings. I don't think I have a light. Aren't there le- electronic things all over this room? Sure, surely one of them has like a, a, a screensaver or something. Uh, what do you mean electronic things? Sorry, you're gonna have to be a bit more. Just like you know, a a data pad or or something that ha- that generates that that's a light source essentially. There are lights. Okay, there so is there like actual lights? Is there a, a floor light or, or or something that's not attached to a wall that I could you know just drop down there? Yeah, there there looks like there's some sort of um lighting that's like embedded into the walls. About at eye level. Hmm. I look at Rian. Do you have a data pad? Not that you can have. What do you want one for? Do you have anything backlit? 
Enlightenment. Um, he points at the lights on the walls and said, just pry off one of those. Use that gauntlet of yours. And you better be quick about it, because they kind of sound like they're going to be coming through that door any moment yet. Oh, actually... like you're doing anything, Rian. So I, I'm doing I... lots of stuff over here. You, you, see, you have no idea what I'm doing. I go uh-huh. over to so pry off the lights. I try okay. to perceive exactly what he's doing. Um, you haven't been able to notice it. Uh, actually, no, make a perception check there, Percival. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say... That okay. your perception check will be woo, wrong page. Uh, yes, your perception check is going to be three dice against uh, two dice, two purples. Right. I have a failure and an advantage. Um. So you actually don't know what he's been doing. Um. You have no idea what he's been doing, but uh, you notice. Uh, you notice that all of the equipment that was scattered around the room is now mysteriously gone. Like, gone, gone. Not like piled somewhere in a corner. It's not here anymore. Is there another exit to this room that we haven't noticed? Mm, No. There's down and there's there. And he points again to the now kind of broken door. Is he eating the equipment? Eating the equipment? I, I mean, do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> do I Not also experience. the equipment? Um, well, I'm going to presume that uh, Percival kind of makes a note of it to publicly. So, yeah, you guys all noticed that pretty much all the equipment's gone. Rian, where did where did the equipment go? It's safe. It's packed away. Where? He just shakes his head and says, "Uh-uh, you haven't earned that level of trust yet." Come on, uh, fine. you can you can stay here then. It's fine. He and he says, "Well, actually, that was kind of the plan." Um, and you're not really sure what he means by that, but um, as you guys are having this conversation, from the other side of the door, you hear, if you refuse to open this door, we are going to have to take extreme extreme measures to extract you from that room. Okay, well, I pry a light off the wall. Okay. Or attempt to. You, you do. You, you're a mechanic. You are, you, you know, you're able to just kind of like... Uh, undo the paneling and kind of pull the light fixture off of the wall without too much trouble and while maintaining um, some amount of light coming from it. It's certainly dimmed because it's not like installed properly, but it's still emitting light. Okay, well then I lower it into the drain. Uh, are you dropping it or are you just kind of lowering I'm, I'm lowering it to start with. Okay. Um... So you're able to lower it, you know, as, you know, basically your arm length uh, below the the lip of the drain. And you could see that the drainage pipe doesn't seem to get any narrower as you go down, which is good. That seems, that suggests that you won't just get stuck, um, you know, as you go down. Um, it curves slightly 
um, but still generally just head straight down. And after the only two or three feet that you're able to kind of reach down with your arm, uh, it gets dark again. So you really don't see much in the way of where the pipe ends or if it takes like a, a drastic turn at any point. Well, I also don't see much other option. Uh, Percival, you've got a blaster. Yes. yes Here, take, take this with your other hand uh, for light and uh, go down. I'm going to pull off some more of these lights. Okay. Um, so I have a light and I have a blaster. Um, maybe I should shoot down the blaster before going down? That's certainly something you could do. <laughs> um, I, I look at the others. Someone with more sense, tell me if I should shoot down the drain before I go down. Jin, you figure it out. I'm, I'm busy with these lights. I mean, you might, might as well. Might as well. Works for me. I, I shoot down the drain. Okay. Um, so you don't really have to roll anything. Well, actually, you do have to roll some stuff. Um, <laughs> Please don't tell me I missed and hit my foot. So you just roll uh, two green dice for me against one purple die. Come on, come on. Um, I have a success and a threat. Okay. Uh, so you fire your blaster down the drain, and you the blaster bolt goes kind of straight down the drain. You start to hear it pinging a little bit off the sides of the drain as it goes down. Um, it doesn't ricochet back up and like hit you in the face or anything. Um, you don't really hear any sounds from below you that indicates that it's really hit anything that would have a reaction. It just sounds like it's pinging off of whatever material the drain is made of, um, and it dissipates after a couple of seconds. But from behind you and from behind the door, you hear, They've opened fire! Um, and there's suddenly a hail of blaster fire that you can hear uh, starting to hit the door, and there are blaster bolts starting to fly above your heads as the uh, the, the bolts are making their way through the small cracks and holes that have appeared at the top of the door. Have I succeeded? So, have I finished pulling off the lights? You've pulled off three other lights. Um, okay. Well, I guess meanwhile, I... there is a hail of blaster fire above you, and the door is being literally kind of chewed apart by uh, by the blaster. I okay. push Percival towards the drain. I ha I hand one of the three lights to Jen and go. Well, down we go. <laughs> I really don't want to do this. All right, so we have to go in one at a time, I guess, because it's like narrow or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's certainly narrow enough that you can't uh you 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 couldn't like all jump in at the same time. And you're the one with a blaster, so maybe you should go first. I sigh wearily and say this will this will this will be remembered for the ages. I say, you know, sort of gloriously and then I, you know, take a step towards the the thing and and sort of go, you know, maybe slot or are there like do since we have lights, do we see any surfaces or handholds or anything? Uh, no, it's a very smooth. Um, it's a very smooth, you know, just kind of drainage pipe. It's not really meant to be traversed. Um, All right. Um, then I slide down to the extent that I can. 
uh, as you are jump, you know, getting into the, as you are getting into it, Rian Ran just kind of looks at you, Percival, and goes, "Good luck," and remember what I said. Um, but doesn't extrapolate. Um, and you slide down into the drainage pipe, and Percival disappears. Bye. Well, it's been great, guys. You know, great game. <laughs> Percival <laughs> dies. GG. I look at Show. Jin and Show, what are you guys doing? I I shrug and hop into the pipe. Okay. Um, Show, as you go to get into the pipe, Rian Ran just looks at you and says, "This doesn't make us even, you know. This doesn't. Uh, this doesn't make us square, you know." You still have a job to do. And then, kind of with a stern look, he watches as Sho disappears into the pipe, leaving Jin alone with Rian Ran and his droid, as the door is now very much in the process of falling apart. And you, uh, Jin, can actually see several bodies and like the shapes and outlines of several bodies on the other side of the door as they cease their blaster fire and are now kind of like um, hitting the door or just trying to like knock away parts of it so that they can get past it. There are definitely several people beyond the door. I look at Ran. Okay, you look at I very clearly don't want to go down the drain, (laughs) but I'm edging towards it. Uh, meanwhile, show and um, and Percival, you guys are in darkness and kind of sliding uncontrollably. Not complete darkness because you have the lights with you, but enough darkness that it's kind of it's you know the light is not completely um, completely shining over exactly where you are. Um, so you guys are kind of sliding and tumbling down this drainage pipe. Uh, the sounds of the commotion above is getting further and further away. Okay, can I go down? If you would like to. All right, I'm going to I'm going to slide down. Okay, so you jump in um uh you jump down uh and as you do you can hear more commotion from outside the door. You hear someone yelling, you know, stay where you are, don't move, you know, stuff like that. And uh you go sliding out of sight, and again, you now are in darkness. And the three of you go tumbling down, 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 down the drainage pipe, um, kind of twirling and twisting out of control, um, having no idea how far you've gone or almost in what direction you're going uh, because you kind of get so twisted that it kind of confuses you a little bit. Um, Until... One by one, starting with Percival, uh, you all come plopping out into a large, um, shallow pool of liquid um, in this kind of big, uh, this big, like, circular cavern that for the moment doesn't seem to have any immediate exits. Uh, and the three of you kind of plop down out of the pipe into this shallow pool. It's only about two feet 
two and a half feet deep, so it only comes up to about like your knees if you're sitting in it. And the three of you just plop out into there. And as you can imagine, it is just kind of a gross room to be in. It's extremely humid. It's It smells bad. It doesn't smell like the worst thing in the world. It's not like being in a trash compactor or anything, but it just kind of smells... Everything just kind of smells just gross. Um, I never and... thought anything would make me miss chili so much. <laughs> Jen just makes like a high-pitched, very uncomfortable sound this entire time. Just like the whole way down? Like, as soon as she hits the water, the sound starts. Like, if one of the dogs that's like really uncomfortable, it's basically that. I stand up and help her up. Thank you. I'm sort of in this in this state of shock, unaware that it's possible for anything to be this gross and and, and, and disgusting. My my entire world is is being shattered right now. Of all the people to end up in this drain with, you had to get us. <laughs> <laughs> so as you take in your surroundings, you hear from some direction that you're not able to parse out, you hear uh, the rushing of water, and you hear a very loud roar. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, okay. Um, okay. Is there, like, an exit around us, away there, from the roar? Uh, just kind of turning and looking <laughs> around, there does not appear to be an immediate exit. And on that note, I'm going to take a one-minute break. Um, so I'll be back in, like, one minute. And you guys can kind of talk amongst yourselves for a minute, or you can similarly take a one-minute break of uh, what your next move is going to be. All right, so back in one minute, everybody. Okay. Um, does anybody have any underworld knowledge? We are going to die. I don't think this is the kind of underworld that uh, refers to. I have some outer rim knowledge, but aren't we in, like, the mid-rim I, I I thought this desert place was on the outer rim. I I wouldn't know sure the difference. Outer rim? I don't know the difference either. I thought Tatooine. I thought Tatooine was mid rim. Are you asking my character? Or asking me? I'm asking Jay, the human. No, Tatooine's outer rim. Yeah, Tatooine's definitely outer rim. Why did I think it was mid rim? Probably because it's close to Naboo, which is mid rim. No wonder you, you know where Tatooine is. Okay, well then I guess I have some... Well then maybe I can figure out what kind of creature it is? I thought... I I just... Or oh, maybe... God. <laughs> I don't I, I know. Saw... I'm so, so scared. Um, survival... I really hope it's not a rat car. Hang on, I'm going to disappear really quickly. I'm really more worried about the water that I'm hearing, to be honest. Um. I, well, there's no other direction to go, so I would still want to head in that direction, but I'm really hoping it's not a Rathtar that we're hearing. I mean, what direction? I mean, I thought we are in a circular room. I, don't, I didn't think there was anything else here. Where do you think the noises are coming from? I thought that's coming from above us, like they're they're like pouring water down or something. 
Like they've turned on the faucet of the bath. Oh, I thought there was like a single passageway leading out that we heard the monster screaming from. Oh, no, I thought it was like from above us. I'm not sure though. I guess we'll find out. Okay, I am back. Uh, question, which direction do we hear this noise coming from? Uh, it wasn't immediately clear. It was definitely, though, not above you. It was definitely on your sort of plane of elevation. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. Okay, well, I would like to make a outer rim knowledge check to see if I can figure out what kind of creature this is from the noises and the tentacle. Um, okie doke, we can do that. Uh, actually, that's probably... Xenology? You could make an outer rim check. It is probably more of a xenology check. Um, but if, uh... You can you can use any of your knowledge skills, I guess. It's definitely more of a xenology check, so an outer rim check would probably be harder. Oh, let me see here. Yeah, I guess education. I don't. Have, yeah, I was mixed up. I don't have any ranks in outer rim, anyways. That's just a career skill. Would education work? Um, education would probably work, given that you do know a little bit about the creature. Okay. Um, that that might also be useful. Okay, so I, I have a, a skill in education. Or a rank, rather. Okay. I will allow you then to aid show. Show, that's going to mean that you can upgrade one of your dice from green to yellow. Okay, well, I, and I would like to use the xenology check. Okay, so one green and one yellow die, uh, respectively, and it'll just be against two purple dice. Against two purple, okay. A, su a success, a failure, and two advantages. Um, I'm just the best at this. We just so can't manage to succeed in anything. I mean, it's not a ship. So so why would I really care? <laughs> So you're not able to identify the creature, but you can definitely identify that it is coming, that the sound, uh, you're able to identify that the sound came from to your left. So somewhere to your left, whether it was maybe slightly below you or behind the kind of cavern wall, that's the direction that the sound of the creature came from. Percival, point your blaster that way. All right, I point my blaster that way. Shall I fire? What are you firing? <laughs> it's a wall. I don't know how these things work. Oh my gosh! I I can I like search around the room for a way out. Yes, you can. Cool. Uh, let's see here. You are going to want to make a perception check. Okay. Saf and... Yeah, so you're just going to want to make a perception check, which for you means three green dice versus two purple dice. 
Oh god, there's too many greens. Okay. Okay. That Fire is... Memory. Um... Wait, I put a black one by accident. Never mind. Okay. Okay. That, I don't, I don't know what this is. Um... Three green, two purple. Yes. There is a success, an advantage, two advantages, a failure, and a threat. Wait, why are there two little advantage things? Huh. I didn't see your uh, roll. Yeah, why is it uh... not coming up? Um, yeah, okay. So there's two, two th- advantages on one dice. Uh, and a, no, wait. Yeah, two successes on one dice, an advantage okay. on another, and then two advantages on the third green dice, and then a failure and a threat. Okay. So net net, you end up with both um, with both success and uh, advantage. Uh, so what you find is you are looking around, and for the most part where the the kind of water level meets the edges of the cavern, it appears to be, like, a pretty uniform. But you actually notice that there are two spots. One spot in the direction which Percival has now pointed his blaster and that the creature's sound came from. And one spot which is sort of the complete opposite end of the cavern from that, where it very much looks like part of the wall well above the current water level shows signs of like a water line, you know, like a wet, like a tide line. And that for whatever reason, it looks like in these two spots in the cavern, the water at one point or another had been, had somehow been pushed upward enough to cause like these wet lines to occur. Hmm... How high up are these wet lines? Um, probably about a foot, maybe a foot and a half. Well, that's not bad. Uh, so you theorize that there, that just under the water line, there may actually be like cavern openings, and that moving through them might cause the water in that area to kind of, you know be sloshed upward enough that it would kind of raise up higher on the, on the wall. Interesting. Interesting. I I tell this to the rest of them. So you tell them both like, hey, the water line is there and there, and it definitely looks like there might be some passage underneath that would cause the water to do that. Yeah. Cool. Who wants to go swimming? Not, we, not me. You weren't already sw- swimming? I mean, you're standing in standing water. I grab Percival's collar and drag him <laughs> towards where it looks like there might be an opening. Uh, towards the sound of the creature? Away. Away. Away from the sound of the creature. Okay, just checking. <laughs> just checking. 
Okay. Uh, so uh, are all three of you headed that direction? Yeah. I'll, I'll travel behind them. Okay. Um, so you guys head towards that opposite side, and as you start to, as you get pretty close, as you get within a couple feet of it, uh, you actually feel the ground under you is kind of sloping downward, um, and definitely it's actually getting a little bit deeper. Um, the water is kind of murky, so it's not like you can just like look down and see like what's going on there, but uh, you can definitely feel that there's a bit of a slope and that you're, as you get closer to that wall, you are definitely uh, sloping down a little bit with each couple of steps. Well, into the breach we go. Okay. Once more into the breach. All right. Uh, so are you guys going to submerge yourselves and attempt to swim out of there? I guess so. Yes. You guys don't sound sure of that. I'm, I'm just, just not sure how... Out the water. I'm just not sure how well I can swim. I think we're all just kind of hesitant because we're in a creepy dark room that seems like it belongs in like a a fantasy a Bioware fantasy video game. <laughs> I mean, I have a soak number, but I don't think that's what they had in mind. Ah, no, that's not what they had in mind. Uh, Jay, your abilities to swim are average. Okay. Actually, all of you, your ability to swim is basically average. Okay. Show you might be a little bit better at swimming than the than. How is my lung capacity? Uh, you. That is the same for all of you. You all could hold your breath for roughly the same amount of time. Okay. Well, then I take a deep breath and jump in. I guess no longer holding. Percival's collar because I am not that cruel. Okay. So you guys watch as show disappears beneath the surface. Um, and show you uh, start to you uh, kind of head down. And it is pretty murky. You can kind of see in front of you, but not more than maybe probably a foot in front of you before the water kind of just gets a little bit too murky for you to make out clearly. But you can see that, as uh, was suspected, there is a large, pretty wide cavern. Like, a couple, two of you could probably swim next to each other through it uh, that leads off to uh, in the direction that you were facing uh, and leads out of this particular cavern. Okay, then I poke my head back up and, and relay that information. Okay, as you do that, you hear uh, another roar from this this creature that you haven't been able to identify, um, the roar sounds as if it's probably closer to where you are at the moment. All right, time to go. Do you think, uh, do you think we could coordinate a simultaneous jump out of the water? A simultaneous jump out of what? The water. 
because uh, I have shot gloves and water tr um, conducts electricity. I don't trust our odds of this. I really don't. Okay, well, what if we, uh, the two of us, like, use uh, Percival as a lever? As a what? Lever. Let's just, let's just swim. Okay. A lever? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand how that works. <laughs> It, it 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 doesn't matter. We end up making Jay con making Percival unconscious, and that would just make things harder. So swimming we go. Okay. Yeah, I vote for the thing that doesn't make me unconscious. <laughs> vote for the thing that doesn't make you unconscious. Gotcha. Um. That's cool. Um. Cool. All right, so the three of you uh, duck down under the water um, and start to swim your way, uh, you know, out of this cavern. Um, and after about 30 seconds, you actually see a bit of light above you, and you're able to surface uh, for a moment and kind of get your breath. You're, you are kind of in between caverns, and so it's just a, there's just this small little, like, natural mini little dome that you're all able to poke your head up into. Um, there's a few cracks of light that seems to be seeping in. You're not really sure where the light's coming from or how far under the ground you might be, um, but you're able to catch your breath there for a second, and then you continue on. Uh, and after about 40 more seconds of swimming, a pretty decent amount of time, which is pretty taxing for you guys, but you're still, you know, you're... You're still, you could keep swimming for a few more seconds if you needed to. Um, you break through into what at first looks like another cavern. But after a few seconds, as your eyes kind of adjust to not being under the water, you wipe away a bit of the, you know, any of the water that got near your eyes and everything. You guys realize you are in some sort of... Uh, like underground harbor or dock. I never realized there was so much water on Tatooine. Hmm. Hmm. What, can we, what can we see in this harbor? Are there like vessels we can commandeer? Uh, there actually don't seem to be any vessels at the moment, but you can see that this cavern and the water kind of in one of the corners of this cavern, there are some rather unnatural kind of stone, uh, they're basically docks that look like they've been installed, and there are no, uh, there are no, uh, what's it called? Um, there are no ships or vessels or anything at the moment, but it definitely looks like that at some point there are things that are docked here. Um, and at the top of the docks, kind of at the far back of the wall, there is a large stone door that's currently closed um, that looks like it's both the entrance and exit to this area. Well, this is both convenient and untrustworthy. Do we see any boxes or anything around the dock? Um, you see some, like, pieces of boxes or 
pieces of crates, other sort of detritus and like debris, uh, but there doesn't seem to be anything piled up there at the moment. Okay, I guess I pull myself out of the water and head towards the door. Yep, time to go. Yeah, I, I follow. I follow them. The door is locked. Uh, is it a mechanical lock? The door seems like it's locked from the other side. Is the mechanism that is locking the door reachable from this side? Uh, it doesn't appear that it is. Crap. Can I shoot the door lock open? Possibly. Possibly. There's a a very small... This actually looks like it is an analog lock. It, It doesn't really look like it's locked by... You know, a computer. There's no port for like a droid to jack into the door to be able to open it. Uh, there's just sort of a very small uh, porthole, like on the side of the door, that looks like it's the lock. You know, part of the locking mechanism. But the actual sort of mechanism, the actual like handle and what you would turn to open the door, is not on your side of the door. Can I knock on the door? Yes, you do knock on the door. Does anyone reply? There is no immediate reply. Well, that's me done. Right. Um, I guess I'll shoot the door then. Okay. I I duck. <laughs> Alright, I aim at the, the door handle lock lock thing. And I say, um, you know, something suitably grandiose, like, you know, um This is going to be a suitably grandiose shot, and then I fire. Okay. Um, what are you going to roll this time? This time, Jay. Uh, you're going to roll two... You're going to roll two green dice against four purple dice. Oh, boy. Here it goes. So I succeed very threateningly. Uh, okay. Uh, so you fire a couple shots as close to the that little hole like as possible, um, and the shots go through, and you can hear uh, you can hear at least part of the door on the other side. You can hear some like pinging and some something cracking. Um, the door doesn't really immediately open. Uh, but you hear uh, one of your shots kind of blisters off the side of the door and goes pinging around and hits the stone and makes a very loud sound, like a very loud kind of percussive sound. Um, And the stone slab, one of the docks, actually starts to shake a little bit, and you realize that it wasn't like... It's kind of floating there. It's not like... It's not moored to the cavern, as you originally thought. Excuse me. Uh, And you suddenly hear this very loud roaring as the creature, that sound that you heard earlier, is back. 
and you hear the rumbling and you actually start to see the water is rippling and moving and becoming very agitated as something seems to be getting closer to you. Um. Um. Uh, would, uh, would Jin's stick be able to sort of leverage the door open? Or rather, does it appear so to me? Um, the stick is probably a little bit too big to fit through that hole, and the door itself is not really wedged open at all. So, it might not be helpful at the moment. Uh, okay, looking well then, the, I... Looking through the little porthole, you can actually see that it looks like the lock has kind of like three mechanisms holding it in place, and that Percival has destroyed one of them. Okay, well then, I uh, ask Percival for his blaster, and if he hands it to me, I will attempt to shoot the other ones. Only if you swear an oath on uh, to Grutaness that you won't shoot me with a gun. I roll my eyes and swear an oath on Togrutaness. All right, I hand it to her. Oh, my okay. gosh. Uh, all right. Meanwhile, uh, Jin, can you make a perception check for me? I can do that. What do you want me to roll? Uh, let's just do a standard perception check. So your perception skills versus... So three uh, green and purple? Uh, yep. Alright. Um and don't uh don't well make the roll but don't tell me what it is yet. Okay. Okay, I've I've made the roll. Okay, cool. So just hold on to that I will ask you for the, the, the net result in a in a moment or two. Uh show okay. you're gonna take a shot at the, the door. Indeed. Okie doke. Uh, so you're... Uh, you actually... Oh, no. You ha- No, yeah. You have the same... You're going to have two uh, green dice against four purple dice. Okay. I'm going to have to re-roll one of my purple dice. But... Um... Okay. So far, I have... Three threats and one advantage. Let me roll another purple dice. And that's four threats and one advantage. Okay, so... That went really well. So you're not able to... You're not able to uh, get any of your shots to kind of like bore through the hole enough. Uh, and several of them go ricocheting off, and I'm going to need both... uh, I'm going to need both Percival and uh, Jin to make agility checks to avoid the blaster fire that is now (laughs) careening around the cavern. If she hits me, Uh, she's in violation of her oath to Jagudanis. That's that's for you to to take up with her. (laughs) Uh, So... Both of you are going to roll uh, two green dice against um, 
Yes. Both of you are going to roll two green dice against two purple dice. All right. Wow. Um, that's a success for me. I got okay. literally nothing. So, Jin, you're able to avoid everything, and uh, Percival, you uh, try to dodge out of the way, but one of the bolts hits you, but you entirely absorb it via your 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 armor or your your robes, so you're fine. Ha! My robes are useful. Um, however, one, your robes do get some scoring on them, so your robes have now been singed and are no longer as resplendent as they they once may have been. Never mind. I, I suffer extreme emotional turmoil. <laughs> Pretty sure your robes were already ruined by this point, Percival. But now they're singed. Nice work. Good, good job. Good job, all. Um, I got bad news. Oh. Uh, the tentacle has returned, uh, and it is followed by a couple of more tentacles as the water is now really kind of like roiling and bubbling and everything. Uh with the sort of movement of whatever of the creature underneath as several tentacles now have lashed out of the water and like are probing the cavern and probing the air around trying to 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 find the source of like the sound of the commotion that this creature has uh has um detected I stick and both of my hands way, on It's making its way towards the dock I stick both of my hands on the water and set, uh, use my highest jolt. Okay. Aren't we all in the water? Wait, no, we're not. No, we're outside by the door. Yeah, that's you right. You guys have gotten oh, okay. one of the docks. Okay. Um, okay, so show you are going to make a... Uh, well, it's not really a regular attack. So instead... Okay. You don't you don't actually have to roll this because you're kind of doing a mundane action and nothing is trying to stop you. Just sticking your your kind of glove into the water. Actually, I take that back. You do need to roll. Um, you're gonna have to roll a green die and a yellow die against one red die and one black die. Because you are willingly sticking your shot glove, which you are wearing, into the water. So there's a chance that you might hurt yourself. Yeah, but I'm figuring the shot glove has to be insulated somehow, or else I would shock myself every time I use it. It certainly is. It's not necessarily insulated against full submersion, immersion in water. Uh, Okay, well then I add the blue die. Okay, so a blue die, a black die, um, a red die, and what did I say, a uh, green and yellow? Yes. Okay, so lots of dice. Okay, I got two successes and two threats. 
All right. Uh, so, okay. So you are able to actually kind of... You're going to take a bit of strain for this, but it's not at all catastrophic. You're going to take uh, two strain, so that's fine. You know, uh, you're going to take a bit of strain from that, but nothing terrible. You don't suffer any actual critical wounds or anything like that. Um, you send this arc of electricity through the water, and you guys collectively hear this uh, just unbelievably awful high-pitched screech as the tentacles go super stiff for a minute, and then they kind of latch on to the top of the cavern with suction, and this creature pulls itself out of the water with unnerving strength and speed, attempting to extricate itself from the electrified water. Um, Can I identify it now? And this... Is nope, that's wrong. Uh, hold on, I will have the the creature for you in just a moment. So this is clearly a good sign, you guys. That the creature wants to exercise and do pull-ups. Oh yeah, very good, very sign. Totally, totally. Uh, you see this. Crap, I knew it. It is a Rathtar. Crap. Oh, oh no. Giant mass of tentacles and teeth uh, and these uh, just kind of very grotesque sort of bulbous uh uh, kind of growths on the side of his body is now literally hanging from this cavern and kind of writhing and screeching and all of its other smaller tentacles are kind of like trying to reach out and hit you but none of them are quite long enough to reach you yet as it, it was still kind of in the middle of the cavern show when you shocked the water but it is kind of hanging there and just sort of writhing and screeching. Meanwhile Jin can you tell me what the result of your um, what the result of your perception check from earlier was? It was a success. It was a success. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> um, so rare this session. I'm glad uh, I'm rolling well, even if the rest of you aren't. <laughs> um, so, despite the amazing theatrics that are taking place in front of you and this giant ball of grossness and flesh and teeth writhing about uh, the ceiling like some sort of deranged uh, macabre chandelier come to life, uh, you uh, look down and notice that on the side of one of the docks, the one you're standing on, there is actually like a small port, a small, um, like, command console that has, like, a couple of buttons and, like, a tiny screen to it, just kind of embedded into the side of the dock. Ooh. Okay. I I tap Show's shoulder, and I, I jump down to the little panel thing. I follow... Um, okay, so what is the thing? 
Like, can I tell what the buttons do? Um, there, it's not really labeled. You can't immediately tell what it is. It's just some sort of like console or um, yeah, just some sort of console or uh, other kind of computer terminal. But it's very small, and there's only a couple buttons to it. Um, I push a button. Can okay. I tell what the console does? At its face, no, because it's not labeled. Um, with a bit more investigation, maybe. Um, with a... Let's see. With, like, a computer's check, you could. I guess I will try a computer's check while Saf is pushing the mysterious button of mystery. Okay. So that's two green versus two purple. Meanwhile, Percival, you can see that the Rathtar is attempting to, like, use its larger suction tentacles to actually crawl its way along the ceiling of the cavern towards you. Can I shoot at the ceiling of the cavern to make it really hot and try to make that thing drop off of it? Uh, your blaster does not contain the the power in order to do that. It's a small sort of blaster. It's not... You would have to put several dozen shots into a very small area. I don't think you're capable of doing that, Percival. Can I flirt with the Rathtar? <laughs> I have no idea how you would be even begin to try to do that if you are able to figure that out. Um, sure. Do I see? Do I see any? Um, what kind Walk of your arms do, around? Like, yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm looking for like floppy objects or tentacle-looking uh, things in the uh, in the room. Uh, <laughs> there are none of those things. All right, then I, I, I make a sort of a fishy face, opening my mouth um, up and down while I'm waving, wiggling my hand from side to side, like 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 an <laughs> like, a, like an octopus, and I make rathar sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and if I have a destiny point, can I use that, please? <laughs> you guys have no destiny points at the moment. Yeah, that would be so amazing to realize. <laughs> we are determined to prove that we can flirt our way out of every situation. I mean, I've seen enough of, of, of uh, Jin's movies that I know a thing or two about acting. Or at least acting absurd. <laughs> okay. So... Meanwhile, I have failed my check. All right. Um, despite failing the check, you think it's some sort of, like, communications terminal that it would call someone or something um, if you knew what the right input was. Uh, while you ponder that, Jay, you are going to make a charm check. Uh, <laughs> Which is going to be two yellow dice versus uh, one green die versus <laughs> I can't believe I have to actually figure out this shit. Um, uh, versus uh, okay, so it would be that but 
Okay. So could, could one of us wingman Jay? Well, you actually don't have to because he has kill with kindness as a talent, which allows him to sort of remove a rank of difficulty from oh charm and leadership checks. So <laughs> it's two red dice and one purple die. <laughs> so effectively, at least as as far as the dice are concerned, you are making this check is being made at even difficulty. Oh God, I, I should have seen <laughs> All right, here we go. One, two, three. Oh, my God. What happens? <laughs> Are you seeing this? We have three successes, four threats, and a triumph. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need to screenshot this. So, <clears throat> you make these gesticulations. Actually, you know what? This is really momentous. You should. I need. I'm gonna need you, Percival, to describe again exactly what you're doing. So I'm. I'm sort of making fish faces with my mouth and like making like Rathtar sound like. Like I, you can't really hear it. And then I'm. I'm just like waving up and down like in a sort of wave pattern. And, and making a come-hither look. <laughs> or, not really a come-hither look, because I don't want it to come hither, but sort of like a, you know, a, um, a, you know, something that'll, like, soothe it and make it, you know, really, you know, happy and not angry and aggressive. Okay. So the Rathtar, which you kind of not sure exactly, like, where its attention or how it even focuses its attention. Uh, the Rathtar which was kind of flailing about, definitely still sort of feeling the after effects of the, um, the shock from Show's gauntlet carried through the water, uh, seems to notice Jay's interpretive movements. <laughs> and uh, the Raftar actually kind of gets still for a moment and then starts to emit this admittedly still grotesque, but almost a sort of cooing sound. Oh, no. Uh, but very shortly after that, after a few seconds of that, and it's just sort of like hanging there and kind of like swaying, uh, it suddenly in earnest, while continuing this kind of weird soothing, cooing, cooing sound, in earnest begins to move as quickly as it can directly at a beeline for Jay. Oh no, you made a mistake! You made a massive mistake! I hope you two are very happy together! Uh, <laughs> and again, uh, meanwhile, um, uh, Jin and Sho, you've, you've sort of deduced that this is some sort of like uh, communications recall device that you would use to call someone or something to this spot. Uh huh. So I'm just pushing buttons on it because I don't know what to do. Okay. I guess it's. Time for Jin's acting skills again? Well, first we're going to get rid of someone, so, I guess. Jin, if you are just pushing buttons, make a computer check for me. I yeah, assist computer okay. check. Okay, uh, so for the assisted computer check, you can uh, upgrade one of your dice to a yellow die from a... 
uh, from a green die. So green and yellow versus uh, three purple. Oh, God. All right. Let's see how this goes. Uh, a success in three threats? A success in three threats. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you just start punching numbers in, like, with abandon, and after a couple of seconds, uh, or what feels like a couple of seconds, but it's probably much longer, as you're watching this Raftar make a uh, weird beeline for Jay, who's still, like, squirming around and making these weird noises, um, you hear uh, three successive beeps, uh, and then you feel a rumbling, and the uh, the water again starts to really agitate and shake, just like when the the raft tar was underneath. But you you don't hear anything like that in the water. You hear these weird mechanical sounds, and suddenly from the depths, breaking the surface of the water, is this massive. What? Nothing. I started leading into the. Hanna Barbera Godzilla theme. You you may continue. Is this massive um, circular domed submersible? It's huge. Like the Raftar (laughs) probably could fit into this thing. It's massive, and on the side of it, you actually see a symbol of the House of the Huts. What have we done? Where? What are we? Where even are we? I'm so confused by everything. I okay. So can we go inside of the dome? Uh, yes. As soon as it um, as soon as it surfaces, like the the a bubble per- portion of the submersible kind of opens, and you could easily pile. You know, you could file into it if you needed to. I run I, to that. Yeah, I run to that too. Actually, wait, no, I jump up and I grab Percival and then run to it with Percival. Okay, Percival, are you going willingly or are you still courting your, uh, are you still courting your, uh, uh, I, 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 I hang on to her for dear life and, and make my escape while I still can. <laughs> okay. So the three of you jump into this, uh, submersible, submersible, excuse me, and, uh, as soon as you, very weirdly, as soon as you jump into it, the uh, kind of bubble piece that had opened closes, and completely on its own, the ship begins to move across the water and then lower itself under the water um, as if it's on an autopilot of some kind. Um, in fact, looking around the submersible you're in, it's a pretty like large, kind of loungy, single room ship that you're in and there don't really seem to be anything in the way of controls anywhere that any of you can see. Um, And as the ship kind of escapes under the water uh, before you're sort of surrounded by the murkiness, the last thing you kind of see in here is this uh, blood-curdling screech from the Rathtar as it lets go from the ceiling comes crashing down into the water in hot pursuit of you and the Submersible and Percival who has now scorned it by uh, you know uh, vying for its affections and then suddenly trying to cut out and run I, I try to I, I'm like trying to smother my laughter as I say Percival how could you I didn't owe I didn't owe the wrath or anything just because I, I made a look at it doesn't mean that I owe it you know anything further I mean 
Rathar should really control its expectations. And as the three of you bicker and argue and debate the rights and wrongs of uh, attempting to seduce Rathars, the submersible goes streaming off into the murky darkness, pursued by the lustful Rathar. And that, my friends, is where we are going to have to leave tonight's session. I want to name. Well, that was that, that was a that was an ending to a session. I want to give the Rathar a name. Yes. Let's call the Rathar Cuddles. Let's Cuddle. not, because I don't like the way that's going. <laughs> Let's call the Rathar Spike. Call it what? Spike. Spike the Rathar. Okay, I can go with that. So, Brian, I'm sure we'll make his way back in a oh few moments. Oh, my God, we'll... guys, I can't even. There we are. So, uh, so let me... Yes. As, as a bit of a survey for, for maybe Tom and Brian, given how off the rails we went last week, or last session, uh, did you expect it to end this way? <laughs> I mean, I expected crazy, but I didn't expect Jay seducing a Rathtar. Um... <laughs> I will uh, uh, to let you behind the the GM screen. Uh, I am sitting here at my desk with my computer open, with my uh, little uh, GM uh, Star Wars GM screen, which just has like the dice uh, symbols on it and a couple of other like things about difficulty levels and stuff. I have no notes in front of me. I have nothing. I None of this was prepared. This is literally all entirely 100% off the cuff. Um, so, if, if no, I had no idea where this was going. <laughs> well, to think we thought that going to a ball was going to be a wacky good time. I know. I mean, to be fair, I guess I did successfully flirt with someone. I mean, we accomplished that goal. Yeah, you finally, you finally succeeded there, buddy. Well, you certainly will have a story to tell if and when you ever make it back to the Imperial Court. See, Tom, you can no longer say that we can't flirt our way out of everything. Well, I mean, it didn't really get us out of it. It kind of made it worse for Percival. Yeah, you guys are now in a very small, confined space being chased by a giant raftar. I wouldn't say that yes. that's a victory. But the was successful. Yeah. Also, you have no idea where the ship is going. Yes, that's but fine. it's Tatooine. There can't be that many options. That's true. It's fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> I can I can talk our way out of anything. I think we're officially like no longer connected to our original mission at all. Oh, no. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> or, like, I'm determined to get to this party still. Seriously, it's that, gonna was happen. Main, that was the main reason we even went on this mission to begin with. I hope we still get to the party, but like goodness. <laughs> I mean, we'll be all bedraggled with broken clothes and, like, wounds everywhere, and they'll be like, what is going on? <laughs> and I'll still be the most pretty person at the party. Just tell them Obviously. that it's Coruscant high couture fashion now. I mean, it might be hut chic. Who knows? <laughs> still going to be flirting with everyone at the party, including oh, yeah. the fine Raftar guests. And we ha we, we didn't even flirt hit on Jin at all this episode. <laughs> so bring the Raftars at plus one. I feel like we were a bit too busy to flirt with with Jen today. Not that I could, because that's me. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up the episode. Listen, if anybody could flirt with herself, it's Jen. 
true. He probably flirts in the mirror every morning. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and wrap up the uh, episode there. Merc team, that was a lot of fun. Tom, fantastic as always. Thank you. All right, hey, we have a special treat. Friday, we're doing a bonus episode of Of Dice and Droids. I'm going to be uh, GMing the Age of Rebellion beginner game, uh, and the players will be uh, Maya and Mike, friends of ours, uh, Sarah Dempster from 1138, and Saf will actually be joining us as well. Yay, I'll be the person who knows what she's doing, theoretically. Theoretically. <laughs> do any of us know what we're doing, though, really? No. No. Well, apparently we do when it comes to flirting with Raftars. <laughs> true. All right, thank you for listening to another episode of Of Dice and Droids. We'll catch you all next time. This podcast is still not canon. For more information about the campaign and Star Wars tabletop RPGs, visit Tashi-Station.net.